It's the Ben's Punani woman's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Your ass got whooped on the dock of the bay. You fucked around and found out today. Ooh, what on the dock of the bay? It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> Woo! Woo! My God. <laughs> that laugh. When I'm laughing from the right side downward corner of my throat, you know it's going to be some juicy times. Wow. Wow. The things that we have to get into. Wow. <laughs> anyway, 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 it is me, Kelechi, the baby girl in the place to be. And you are listening slash watching SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. And I'm back once again. What do I want to get into? So many things, so many things. Do you know what? I actually didn't know that um, what was about to, basically um, last week when I recorded the episode and I mentioned Jamie Foxx at the beginning, I recorded on a Saturday, early on a Saturday. So I didn't see all of that stuff play out at all. So this is how we know that I'm just aligned with the collective consciousness. I did not know all of that was going down or was about to go down because I remember leaving here, being at home and then seeing the tweets about, ah, oh, Jennifer Aniston, Jamie Foxx, this, that, this, that. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say. Wow. Anyway, um, might as well just like launch into uh this week's episode I guess I've introduced myself I'm sure I have I didn't forget that so yeah I just wanted to say that that I didn't know and also thank you to a strange loop because they mentioned Kolechnikov studio in one of their posts love the play love just like the whole premise of it it was a lot it's like the play strange loop as a, as a whole it was a lot to contend with, a lot to kind of unpick and unpack. Um, beautifully executed, fantastic ensemble, baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries that were part of that show. You motherfucking did that. Okay. Big up yourselves. Big up yourselves, a strange loop. Big up yourselves. Um, you're about to leave the Barbican. I will be coming to the Barbican at the 12th of September. On the 12th of September, look at my grammar. 12th of September will be the launch of my book. So, you know, as one great is leaving, another is arriving. Okay. For one night only. Should I? No, I won't sing it. You won't all my love. No. You won't all my straws and my frustration. Rishi Sunak. You want me to cast your bomber clot right to the line. Suella, 
I have no doubt that I could drag you forever. The only problem is I've got a motherfucking deadline for my Bumbaclot novel, Bumbaclot novel that I still have to write. That Pussyclot novel, I've used my advance payment. Yeah. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, I am writing the novel, so nobody be worried. Nobody be worried. I'm sure I'll be fine. Well, there are some technicalities and technicalities that have like changed things, but I will be right on time. I'm not always there when you email, but I'm always on time. I'm not always there when you call. Yes, uh, always on time. Yes, Ashanti with the good, good sideburns. Big up yourself. Okay. See, look at how I'm deviating. And that is why I end up sleeping here. You know, I'll be here for 79 hours recording a podcast because why? I cannot stick to the subject at hand is the issue. But we continue to move. We continue to do all of the things. So, um, well, yeah, I guess I need to just get in. Yeah, everything's recording because my eyes was just, my eyes were roving there, making sure everything was recording because I've, I'm not going to go back into the technology stuff again. Everything looks fine now. Brent came through, you know, Brent's a baby boy. He came through, helped me readjust my things, moved my cameras around. So the camera I was using for, um, for recording I've switched that round. Sorry, the camera I was using to record me, I've now used it. I'm now using it to record the tarot and vice versa. So this should give us something that looks a bit cute, a bit zhuzh. And I hope that you like my new wallpaper. Yes, I'm slowly doing up my office and it's starting to look very cute. Very, very cute. So um, what else did I want to say? That was that. And oh, sorry. If you see a clip of me go viral, And you know that I have you blocked and I've said to you to never mention my name out of your stinking wogga wogga mouth, not even in the abstract. Stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to the plan. You don't want no problems. I promise you. Anyway, moving on. Why is that? I've got like an echo, but you know what? It's because my blinds aren't down because Brent was like, you know, you need to have more light, light everywhere. I can't even do his Trinidadian accent, but he was just like, you need to have light everywhere basically. And so I've taken my blinds up and then I feel like my voice is bouncing off the window. Bounce along, bounce along. Only you can turn me on. Um, Who's been watching and just like that? That's the other thing that I wanted to remember. And just like that, you know, the uh, spin-off Oh, that's what it is. My voice is bouncing off this thing. Don't worry about that. You didn't see any of that. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> and just like that is a spin-off of um what is it? Sex in the City with Carrie and all her galdem. Anyway, I was watching the most recent episode. Should I move this closer? So I was watching the most recent episode and no, I want to move it away again. It's too up in my face. I don't like when things phallic looking objects are very close to my face. Um, pause. Anyway, I was watching the most recent episode and then Kathy, who used to be married to Aiden, asked Carrie Bradshaw to meet up. 
And so the first thing she does when they meet up for lunch, I guess they're meeting up for, she's like, oh, I know that you're a writer. I read your novel about your husband that died on a Peloton bike. Anyway, Mr. Big. Anyway, Mr. Biggs is a was a restaurant in London. So I just find that, not in London, in Lagos. So I just find it really funny. Anyway, um, I read about your um, Peloton demise and I really, really feel for you. Do not mention any of my children in any of your future books, though. In any of your writing, don't mention my children. Not even in the abstract, don't even give them um, pseudonyms. Just don't keep my children's name out of your mouth. And I thought, you know what? That's fair enough. That's nice and direct because the thing about writers is... We're going to mine everything Everything that happens Even for the podcast I feel like I'm very well You know, I'm gifted That I sometimes I've referred to so many things On this podcast That only the people that it's about Would know that they've been referred to Otherwise you wouldn't have a clue And it's in the most throwaway comments It's not even like very, very obvious Some are obvious But I intend them to be so Because I need you to know About your pussy clot But generally speaking They're very, very by the by You wouldn't realise It's just, you know Very cute an art form, if you will. Um, but we do, P- creatives tend to take from their life to do the things that they do, right? So I think it was fair of Kathy to be like, don't mention my children, especially Wyatt, because we know that he can be a little bit wild. Don't mention my children. And um, Carrie was like, yeah, um, of course. Yes. I don't know. What is that? Is that just her character? Is that is that an acting choice? Anyway, I feel like I relate to and just like that in a way that I don't relate to things that are made for my age mates. I I think that maybe inside my body I'm 50 odd because just the thing some of the things that they're navigating speaks to me way more than some of the other things that I watch that are meant to be like late 20s early 30s sort of vibe. I'm just like I don't have these problems so I don't I don't relate. I just and I, I can watch it, of course, but meh is all I've got, like meh. But and just like that does have some things that I watch and I'm just like, oh, baby, you are talking the hardest. No gigs. So um, then Kathy goes on to say, and please, I think she says something like, don't hurt Aiden again. So Aiden, like I said, is Kathy's ex-husband But before getting with Kathy, I believe I don't know the history of Sex and the Sea But she's very aware that Carrie Bradshaw broke Aiden's heart So she was just like, don't do it again And I just thought that that was so beautiful Because it must be such a punch to the pussy To know that you are not the love of your lover's life Like you're not the love of the, your lover's life Kathy is well aware at Well aware? Kathy is well aware that Carrie is the love of Aiden's life. Whereas Big was the love of Carrie's life, I guess. Anyway, it's a real mature thing to kind of step up almost in like a familial role because you are a family, I guess. But beyond just this is my ex-husband, like, you know, whatever happens to him, that's his motherfucking business. She was just like, don't, because I imagine that she had to pick up the pieces of Aiden after Carrie did what she did. And um, some people might have seen it as overstepping, like you're not together anymore, mind your fucking business. But I just feel like that was a real act of care. And just reminding people that it's not only men that go around like breaking um, people's hearts, like 
through some of the, like, I think that because of the way that we're socialized sometimes, I think that some women don't, ex- don't want to accept that they have absolutely fucked up one guy's life, at least one guy's life or one person's life, like keeping it gender neutral. You fucked up somebody's life, but because of the way that you're, or we are socialized into like, oh, just follow your heart, listen to your heart. Tell you I'm the only one. Is this really love or just a game? It is a game. And love is a losing game, like Amy Winehouse told us. So you don't want to accept that because that, is a persona that's meant for fuck boys That's meant for all of these people But if you really, really deep it How you ended up with your husband How you ended up with your boo The love of your life Your situationship Your work Whatever the case may be Your work husband Whatever the case may be There is somebody that you hurt Along the path And some girls Some women, they own that They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a savage yeah. Like, they don't mind But there are some that they like to play coy when it's just like, nah, this wasn't as neat and tidy as you make it out to be. Like at one point there was a crossover of cock. Admit it. Wow. Alliteration. I'm such a baby girl. So I just wanted to say that, that I'm watching and just like that. And of course there are lots of problematic things to it, but I just expect that from, I don't know. There's just a genre, a type of writing setup that I just expect some things to be a bit higgy, a bit, a bit haggard. Um, but they could do better. I think they're trying with um, Che and Che being um, non-binary. I know that they, they're trying with different things, but that whole broth situation with it, is it Charlotte? That's going on about drinking um, bone broth or whatever all the time because she's trying to fit into some. And that dress was ugly. Like, let's be real, Charlotte, that dress is ugly. That black and pink dress, it was not cute. And with the pink belt, what are you? A cake for for a quesinera Like it's not that it's it was doing a lot with the pink and black. Like it was no. No. I only want to see that amount of um zhuzh. I only want to see that m- amount of extravagance on that, on a 15-year-old's um um coming of age dress. Like what you're doing, I can do without it. Um yeah, it's interesting. Is it Nayla? Kayla, Nayla, the black woman that her husband, she didn't want to have a child. And then the white woman that he was tuning his guitar with in his bedroom one night, they're now Instagram posts, they're expecting a baby. Oh, oh, so many things can be said. Anyway, we move on. Um, yeah, I might as well jump to the tarot, I think. Like, keep it nice and um, quick. I'll jump to the tarot letter for this week. Let's see who I have chosen. It says here, hi, Kalechi, I want to start off by saying I love you, sis. Finding your podcast has been such a beautiful thing because you say things in a, in such a clear and interesting way. You have caused me to be introspective and more outspoken about injustices. As a teacher, I found myself willing to fight for my students without fear. Um, wow. This is really interesting. I didn't think about this, but you'll know why this is interesting later on. Um, because basically, I guess there's a teacher episode. I guess this is the, well, people definitely learned. <laughs> people definitely learned in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. So class is well and truly in session. But let me start from the beginning and then we'll go back in again. I'll stop going on tangents. I want to start by saying, I love you, sis. Finding your podcast has been such a beautiful thing because you say things in such a clear and interesting way. You have caused me to be introspective and more outspoken about injustices. As a teacher, I find myself willing to fight for my students without fear because you have helped me to become a braver person. Thank you for that. Big up yourself. I need advice because I'm trying to be a more patient and understanding human. (laughs) And you came here? 
You came here for the advice? <laughs> Woo. Let's say that again because that tickled me. I need advice because I'm trying to be a more patient and understanding human. I want to have a better relationship with one of my cousins. Every time we hang out at family events, she always says that she wants us to be closer and to do more things together. When I reach out to do that, she says that she is busy, which is understandable. She has a young child and likes to stay home on the weekends. Um, I'm, bu- I'm busy with my family and career as well, so I never make a big deal out of it. She, on the other hand, tends to not understand me. I write a lot on my days off. I'm not a big tech star on a regular day, but when I'm writing, I'm on my, I'm in my own world and lose track of time. She expects me to text her often every day, and I've never been like that with anyone. I think this bothers her. Recently, when I do text her, she's short or almost rude with me. For example, I asked her what time a dinner we were both attending was, and she screenshotted a part of the, and she screenshot a part of the, of a previous text conversation we had and circled the time and sent it to me. (laughs) Wow. Um, I was going to attribute that to a star sign, but I know the people of that star sign will now start sending me hate mail, but (coughs) Gemini. Um, this was the only time I had asked for the time and it was so passive aggressive. I wasn't sure how to respond. It would have been easier and faster for her to just text the time, but instead she wanted me to feel dumb. How do you build a relationship with someone that deals with you like that? I'm starting to wonder if I should um, even try to keep having a relationship with her because she wants more from me than what, than she wants to put in herself. I've included pictures of my birth chart. Hopefully that helps. Thanks for all that you do for us, baby girls, baby boys, and baby non-binaries all around the world. Much love. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Um, well, well, since 2008, you've had Pluto in your first house. So there's that. That's all been going on. And that should ease off soon. Um, but then it's going to go into your um, second house and really want you to think about yeah, to think about your value and to think about your worth and things like that, like to really consider why you're, you know, doing certain things the way that you're doing them. The manner that sometimes the charts are sent, I can't read them the way that I would like to read them because they're like in a big list and I like to see everything. It'll take me a while to kind of see, see the circle in my head, basically. Um, What else have you got here? Well, uh, oh, okay. So your North Node is in Pisces. So where is that in terms of your houses? Your North Node is in Pisces. Anyway, that means that Saturn at some point is going to cross over your North Node. So your sense of who you are and what you're here to do. A lot of that will be coming into kind of getting the cards. Will be coming into question Um over the next kind of two years or so. So just preparing for that. It's an interesting question because I think people who always do that, they're like, oh, we should definitely hang out more. So do it then. Because they're like, oh, we should hang out more. We should hang out more. So let's do it. But it rarely comes to fruition. I think you've just got different communication styles is the thing. I think she's giving me like water. No, not all water. That's a lie. Definitely not Pisces. I don't think Pisces people are good at messaging regularly. I don't think they are, but kind of like Scorpio, they, they're good at kind of, but she's giving me water vibes anyway. It's what I was picking up is what I was trying to say. Um, wanting to be in contact or even, well, she, maybe she's got Aries placements as well. Cause I think Aries likes to be passive aggressive. Well, to be fair, Libras can be the same, but I think Aries 
like to be passive aggressive. Um, but let's see the advice about how to move forward with your cousin. I find like familial relationships always weird in that way, like relatives and stuff. Like we don't, we're actually strangers to each other. If you really, really deep it, we're like, we're com- connected by blood, a paz. Um, but yeah, it's just, it can just feel very, very weird is what I'm saying. What's this card? Strength card. Oh, you're trying to tell me she's a Leo. Well, we are in Leo season. Let me switch screens. So what we've got here, we've got the strength card that came out. So we see a woman trying to kind of like tame a lion, but I say tame, but I think that they're pretty much working together in this regard. So we've got the strength card here. Let me move this out of the way. Moving my mouse out of the way. Strength card. And then what else? So I feel like you're being told or you're being advised here to have um, kind of more patience with her. She's she's not as like ferocious as she's trying to seem or she's not as intense as she's trying to seem. I think in the first instance, I think she just wants to establish a connection. And then people like her, after establishing the connection, they probably just ease off a little bit. That would definitely make sense if it's an Aries. Queen of Swords in reverse. Yeah, she's not like, I definitely see where you're coming from with the behavior. Um, see when I said Gemini That was getting Gemini vibes um, With the passive aggressive I see Queen of Swords here in reverse Even though I would usually read, read that As like a Libra Yeah anyway I'm just She she is being a bit shady With how she writes the messages But she's not meaning any real harm With it um, Yeah she really likes you Ten of Cups So we've got the Queen of uh, Queen of Swords here like I said, reversed. I'm just showing it to the camera. It's nice and clear now. I had to change it. Um, Ten of Cups here. She does really like you and she does really want to connect. Um, some people just have bad communication. Not but I shouldn't say bad. Some people just have different communication um, habits. You know, sometimes somebody will do something and I, I start reading into it. And that's me as somebody that is accused of overthinking. Oh, look at that. I said it. Bad habits. We've got the devil card here in reverse. Not in a reverse It's really upright But it landed on top of the strength card It's a habit thing It's a habit thing I think that um, She um, I think both of you actually There's this sense of um, a, um, A little bit of anxiety When it comes to cultivating new friendships And relationships So Yeah Judgment So yeah don't judge too harshly in this situation. We've got loads of, well, not loads. We've got um, three major arcana that came out, major arcana cards that came out, which are strength, the devil and judgment. And in between that, we've got queen of swords in reverse and the 10 of cups. She does like you. She's just very, she's got bad habits. And again, I said that not to say bad habits because you have to consider that sometimes people are even neurodiverse and they don't realize or neurodivergent and they don't realize so you might be reading her a particular way You might be interpreting Yeah, you might be interpreting her in a particular way And she's not trying to really come across in that way She does want to connect um, But she's just, I guess, communicating that differently And I think it's about both of you having a conversation About your different communication styles Like it really does help to let people know that When you do this or when this generally happens I feel this type of way Because you've got to decide Do you want a friendship or not? Because if you do yeah, here we go. Some call it a mistake. I call it data collection. The data I have allows me to make better choices is the card that we've got that came up from the Dickhead in Recovery Affirmation card deck. And I feel like the reason it's saying that is that, yeah, it's not a mistake. She's not like 
ridiculous where she doesn't realize what she's doing, but it's, it is just a habit. Um, and so it's pointing it out because even where, if she, if it was me and she sent that screenshot, I'd be like, rah, okay, like take it easy and drop that as a joke as well because we can all drop jokes. Do you get me? Like we can all be funny, haha. And so then we've got message in a bottle that came out as well, number 15. So let's see what message in a bottle says. Message in a bottle number What did I say number 15 Yeah you've just got to make allowances for people Sometimes like I'm I always think the worst When people do things I always think the worst Like oh they didn't say, They didn't say anything about this I asked them to do this and they didn't do that Oh they must hate me They must hate me then When it's not really the case People just have a life People just have things going on And people respond to things When they respond to things And I know that to be true Because somebody will message me Like a friend That I'm really really cool with And I do want to get to know better And I do want to spend time with But ask me why Their message to me Will stay there for two weeks I'll pin it at the top of my WhatsApp Or my iMessage I'll pin it Because I want to get back to them But I won't get back straight away Now they can see my socials And be like Not her posting a video here Doing this Tweeting here Doing that But my brain is not ready to respond to them but the moment I am of course I'm going to come with all the vim and all of the excitement and the enthusiasm because I have to be in the right state of mind to respond but the hypocrisy in me is that I don't allow other people enough time to also behave in their own unique ways self-drag So the oracle's message here says Spirit sends you signs when you ask for them When you believe you will receive them And when Let me see here And when you allow yourself to become fluent In the language of symbols, oracles and omens They may come to you as a bird flying by A logo on a truck And a song on the radio Expect confirmation that you're pointed in the right direction Keep your ears open For someone might say just the right thing That will give you the answer to your query (laughs) That's me (laughs) Today your message is this Spirit hears you and the reply is favorable Let's see what it says in terms of relationship Um, You can expect someone to favor you with positive news This could be in the form of a letter, phone call or email You are the intended receiver of this message So stay open to what you learn Only good will come of it in the end The signs are all there So I feel like that's also reminding you That take this, what I'm saying, very, very carefully Like listen to what you're being told Um it's really, really important. And also listen to them when they're explaining it to you as well, because some people, verbal reasoning, all of them things, that's not their forte. Um, they want to communicate. They just have different ways. And this is why I think like it's so good to learn about um, astrology and learn about human design and learn about different things. Because once I start learning about these things, I started to understand the mode that different people around me operate in. And it's made me much more compassionate, much more accepting because now I'm not taking everything so fucking personally because I understand that everybody behaves differently. You know, and so in this case, I hear what you're saying about like raw screenshotting the thing, circling it and sending it, sending it back. You could have just sent the time because the time that it took you to screenshot circle and send it to me, you could have literally just sent the time that we were meant to meet or whatever details I asked for. So you really wanted me to know that, boom, you're not paying attention. So I feel like, thank you, spirit. I feel like what she's trying to communicate to you is that she doesn't feel like you listen. She doesn't think like you pay attention or that you take it seriously. So it's on you to show directly or to communicate directly, clearly that, hey, I do value what we're trying to build here and how we're trying to connect as cousins. I just have this thing where I'm not really a texter. So if you text me, do you mind if I respond in this way? Because that is more akin to my, you know, my vibe, my frequency. 
that's what the message is. Thank you, Spirit. Because Spirit's like, girl, get it together. Um, and there we go, you know, because I do know how to be bringing these messages forward. I'm not a small babe. I think that sometimes people be thinking things, child, and they shouldn't be thinking those things because I does this. Um, where did I want to go next? Well, I think that that's that for the tarot. Yeah, I think I've covered what I needed to cover in the tarot. Um, people on Straw Society tier on Patreon, you would have received, um, most of you would have received your readings for the month by now. There are a few more that I need to do. I've realized how I've been playing myself with the Patreon that I've been giving people more readings than they should have had based on when they joined the tiers. But I'm realizing now, so everything's going to move more um, slowly, more fluidly going forward. Um, And also, if you want to ask me just one question and you don't want to wait for the amount of time that it might take me to get to your question, if you send it via email to the podcast, you can buy a one question emailed tarot reading Ask me one question, I'll respond via email I respond within seven days Sometimes I'm responding within like one or two days So send that to me and I'll get to it um, If you have more than one question to ask You know what to do baby You add the quantity to your chart, uh, your cart And then you ask the questions in the box If you want to send me your birth chart Do send me your birth chart Just make sure that you're sending it Through something like astro-charts.com So I can actually read it um, So that will be very, very useful You can email it to me um, I think I'm going to create another e- I have so many email addresses My god So many inboxes That I have to look over And I've got a new thing That I'm going to share soon That ooh, I'm going to have loads of emails About that as well But I feel like I should create Another inbox That's like readings At um, You know At KaleshiOCarful.com So I have all of your chart details And all of the things Separately to the SYM emails Otherwise It feels so overwhelming Why am I speaking so fast? It feels so overwhelming to see everything in one place It's like I'm never getting to the end of my emails Wow And thank you to people who have messaged about helping me with the emails I will respond soon when I get to the email (laughs) Yes So Yeah, you can buy tarot reading One question uh, email tarot reading Or you can join Straw Society Or you can send your messages in Your questions into uh, SYM at kalechiokafor.com And I will get to it when I get to it um, are those the things? I think those are the things. If you want to read Edge of Here early, earlier than the rest of the people, then 22nd of August, I'm doing the event uh, with the Dark Matter and Roundtable Books. It's going to be at Brixton House. Um, so come through, buy your ticket, obviously. Don't just roll through, buy your ticket because you can buy my book three weeks early. And so then you'll know why Jonathan wanted to punch a wall at, when he got to the end of the school run, which is one of the stories in the book. Um, so that's that. All right. Let me go jump then to share your magnificence and um, be working at a steady pace like I'm somebody that respects themselves because I'll just be taking forever. Um, is it this one? No, it's a very it's an interesting one. Here we go. Here it is. Hello, Kalechi. I'm so glad you had a wonderful time in Jamaica. I will be visiting there in a couple of weeks. Well, you must be there by now. So I hope that you are enjoying yourself. I wanted to big up my friend Sharon and myself for starting a podcast and I would like to share it with you and your listeners. It is called Unlearn Something. 
I am a long-time listener, loyal fan of yours, and dedicated straw flinger. Through your podcast and conversations, I decided that a goal of mine was to be interviewed on one. Whilst that didn't happen, I now have a podcast of my own. Yeah, yeah. We are two teachers. See what I mean? See what I was trying to tell you earlier? Both of the letters I chose this week, randomly, I didn't even clock, are teachers. Anyway. We are two teachers, one in secondary and one in primary, and we talk about the things that need to be unlearned in schools and the broader education system, the policing of young people, hair discrimination, white women and their mental gymnastics in schools, and a bunch of other uh, topics. We know that we need change and a reimagining of what schools can do and look like, and we hope to start these conversations that lead to change with our pod. We can only hope to share in some, um, we can only hope to share in some of the successes you have worked hard for, speaking your truth, centering justice and speaking with authenticity. As two women of the global majority, our voices are often ignored or drowned out by the vast majority of white women that work in the education sector. This pod is a chance for our voices to be heard. Big up to my co-host Sharon, who runs a telephone helpline for black educators and also runs emancipation circles, book clubs and organises brunches for black teachers to be in community. Sharon remains caring and open. Despite the absolute madness she has dealt with over her career, she says her mind. She's magnificent and is not afraid to cuss out anyone who tries it. Big up yourself, Sharon. It's a huge honor to be working on this project with her and I can't wait to continue speaking our truth unapologetically and being a voice for change in the education system in the UK. People can listen to our podcast on Spotify and other platforms. We are working on getting on Google and Apple. It would be much appreciated if you could share our magnificence on your pod. Thank you so much for your help. I loved your story in Who's Loving You and can't wait to read more from you in Edge of Here. A very big fan of yours. Thank you so much, Danielle and Sharon from the Unlearn Something podcast. Yes, two slaps on you lot's chest. We've been needing it. We have been needing it. So I saw your email and I was just like, yes, I'm about that. I'm absolutely about that. Like, it's wonderful that you're doing this. And I hope that the white educators go and go on to listen so they can learn something and unlearn pretty much everything. You know, it's useful for us all. Definitely. I feel like, you know, like, and I will say in the same vein, Big up to the white people that listen to this podcast Because I know this motherfucker can't be easy for some of you sometimes Because you you might just be, I don't know What you like to, I don't know You might be chopping up some celery, child You're chopping up some celery You're minding your business in your kitchen You're saying coochie coochie coo to your kitty cat And then here I come with like And then white people and white people And you're like, now why am I in it? Why am I in it? And, you know, I feel you because then every week you're still returning. You're still returning no matter how uncomfortable it is. And I'm not going to take away from the fact that I'm fucking hilarious. So you're also here for the bants as well. Like the jokes do be joking, you know, but ultimately like all jokes aside, it can't be easy. So if nobody has told you, because I know that you're even some of your family members or maybe even some of the people that you're dating are like, why are you listening to that? She's not even nice to us. I'm not a nice person. So. I don't know who told you that there was going to be a podcast that was going to be nice to you. You better motherfuck get the hell out of here. Um, yeah, I'm a kind person, but not a nice person. Um, they might be like, why are you listening to that? Why are you doing that to yourself? But I'm glad you're doing it to yourself. And I hope that eventually they do it to themselves so they can just stop being so crusty, so rigid, so inflexible, so dusty. Yeah. 
I hope that they reach where you are one day Because look at it Tell me the truth On a big man thing Between the two of us, yeah Nobody else is here Unless you're listening with people Since you've been listening to this podcast How much better has your skin gotten? Because I know for now you're washing your legs And I know for now you're moisturising I know that's for damn sure And some of you, yeah, you've been moisturising before You've been washing your legs But I bet your food is betterly, you know, betterly seasoned I'm going to go with that, betterly seasoned Yeah You can't deny that there are things that you have gained from this podcast That has allowed you to live your life exponentially as a white You know? But no I, I really appreciate some of you that send me messages of um, uh, encouragement Especially when I think a few episodes ago I was just like, man, fuck this shit And you were like, nah, as a white person I've just got to pop up here Usually I try and stay silent I'm not trying to be up in your business Because I know that you're not really talking to us like that You're talking to your people then But I just wanted to pop through and say thank you Thank you And I, I got so many messages like that And I was like, rah White people actually do make up quite a demographic of um, the listenership here And I'm glad It shows that there are ways that we can have conversations for all of us to improve together And it doesn't have to be a whole bus boss But we are going to get to that bus boss imminently Okay? Okay But back to you, Sharon and Danielle Thank you so much for doing the work that you do Educating the masses is so, so important If we are looking to... um, Find a way out of this bullshit is the best way to describe it. So big up yourself, two slaps on your chest. And to all the people who listen, who don't really feel like I'm talking to them, but you feel like you gain from this, two slaps on your chest for coming back, man. Big up yourself. And to all my baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries that I am speaking to or feel that I'm speaking to them, like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You know, I'm just proud of you. You keep going. You you just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you keep doing what you're Unless it's... You being a French man that likes to hyper relax his hair, they relax, they relax that hair within an inch of its life. Like that motherfucker is dead and it's just hanging limp like this. And they'll be talking about wee wee, ha ha. And then the hair is just anyhow. God, God. Anyway, that's that for Share Your Magnificence. I feel like I've said all of the things. Was there anything else that I needed to cover? I go on about not having a script, but I definitely have show notes to get through because I will forget. Okay, well, that means that we're getting into the we're getting into the bits. We're getting into the things. Brent's gonna tell me off for not being center of this thing. He likes to cuss. Uh, we like to cuss. Hey. Jennifer Aniston and Jamie Foxx. Now The thing is, it's really funny because literally just a few moments ago, I said to white women, especially, well done. I said to white women, well done. And I have a strong feeling that there was a point on this podcast where I also praised Jennifer Aniston and I had the cheek, the gall, the naivete, the naivete To refer to Jennifer Aniston as an unproblematic white I take it back Jehovah Jireh, I take it back I take it back I'm not labelling any white woman or any white person as an unproblematic white ever again Because the moment you say it, it's like, I don't know what happens There's like a Some kind of um, spiritual sort of uh, eagle takes flight to go and find them And really starts doing scone scone like clawing into their brain And the thing that you were praising them for just leaves their body immediately Do not, do not take time to praise white people 
take time to praise them because the moment it comes out of your mouth, as it just did when I did share your magnificence, they will show you that you should have kept your fucking mouth shut. I don't believe this to be true all of the time. I'm really joking with you. Take it easy. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Wind your neck in. No, seriously, like Jennifer Aniston, what the fuck? So for those who don't know about um, the drama, last week, I didn't know about the drama because I was just posting, minding my business, my business. I was minding my business, um, recorded a podcast and I left here and then I went and had a quick scroll on the internet and then I'm seeing, um, what is it? Uh, Jennifer Aniston apologizing for something because she liked or she, um, her page rather, <laughs> Rebecca Vardy did it. Um, it was Rebecca Vardy's account. Um, her page, her Instagram page liked a post of Jamie Foxx's where he said, let me just read it for you because they've, they've got all of us up to skip. Um, Jennifer Aniston found herself facing criticism over the weekend after she seemingly liked a cryptic Instagram post by Jamie Foxx that some have called anti-Semitic. Fox, who has been recovering since being hospitalized with an unspecified medical emergency in April, posted a message about Jesus being killed, hashtagging the post, fake friends, fake love. Eagle-eyed Instagram users noted that Aniston's official Instagram account was among those who liked Fox's post, which her horrible boss's co-star later deleted. Uh, Okay, anyway, Um, which the horrible, I think it was meant to say, I don't know. But um, cut to the, let me just get to what I was trying to say. Um, she's keeping a low profile after she's caused drama, idiot. Um, they've said she's keeping, uh, the 54-year-old actress was pictured in Los Angeles leaving a Pilates session. So she still has time to go and tighten up her pum, but not apologize for throwing somebody into fuckery that they weren't actually trying to be involved with. Um, uh, where is it? Why are they telling us where she's wearing? A lot of these in- internet things um, need to be in the bin because it makes no sense. Anyway, let's go to this. Jamie Foxx has issued an apology over a now deleted social media post that was accused of being anti-Semitic with fellow actor Jennifer Aniston distancing herself from it and saying she did not like it on purpose or by accident. Um, Fox's original post on Instagram read, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do they, what do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. Um, it was shared by a platform that called it horrifically anti-Semitic, referencing the anti-Semitic belief that Jewish people were responsible for the death of Jesus. Um, the 55-year-old who has almost 17 million followers on Instagram later addressed these remarks saying, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and to everyone who was offended by my post. I now know my choice of words have caused offense and I'm sorry. That was never my intent. The Oscar winner added, to clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend and that's what I meant when uh, with they, not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Nothing but love always. Um, friend star Aniston, also 55, addressed the issue after a screenshot posted by this platform, that platform rather, not this one, showed an account with her name appearing to have liked Fox's post. She posted on Instagram story, posted an Instagram story in response saying, this really makes me sick. The actress said she did not like the post on purpose or by accident and added, more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds. I do not support any form of anti-Semitism, and I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. 
Um, Fox's apology post has since been liked over 130,000 times and has more than 21,000 comments with some defending the star and others saying his original post was clearly an attack on Jewish people. Um, A friend of Fox's um, wrote, I know you personally, um, God, I know you personally, I'm Jewish and know you're the last person that would ever act anti-Semitic. Okay, girl. Um, But after user wrote... um, but another user wrote, Fox advertised something extremely anti-Semitic to the world. Um, the row over the post comes after Fox's family revealed in April he was recovering after experiencing an unspecified medical complication. Um, and they said he went to hell and back while being treated in hospital for it. That's my whole thing. And I, you know, like, I think that multiple things can be true at once. I hate that the way that people come at Jewish people on a mad vibe of like, and they, and they did this to Jesus and they did this because it's just like fam, like take it down some notches. In fact, take it down altogether. Stop with the bullshit. Like stop saying that. It's that is, I get it. Anti-Semitic. I get it. In the black community though, we have a propensity for saying they, we have a propensity for informally using plurality Right. So even in um, even if my mom is speaking to me singularly, she will say something like any as in you lot. But she's talking to me only so she can say like any She's saying to me, you lot that like to go and buy a tattoo and you now go and tattoo all of your body. She's talking to me specifically, but she said you lot. Right Or she'll want to refer to someone She might still be referring to me But she's referring to maybe one person in particular But she's using plurality She'll be like I want to man Those people who But she's talking about one person In Igbo dialect We have you know Not even just dialect But like language um, practices Right or frameworks We have um, Una Una is you all Una in um, Patois, I believe you have Uno, which is again, you lot. Linguistically speaking, there is a way that we talk that is about community. We don't talk, we tend to not just talk about somebody in the singular. We talk about them as part of a body of something. And it plays into even when we're insulting them, we'll use the plurality. We use it in terms of proverbs as well. We use plurality. I say this because I think that sometimes when we don't have intercommunal sort of conversations, if we don't have um, these sorts of uh, discourse, we can take something to mean something that of course it has a prevalent and necessary and urgent meaning within our community, but a community that doesn't really relate to us in that way, they're talking about something completely different. So in Jamie Foxx's case, he was really saying like, (laughs) if people can kill Jesus and who was, you know, apparently like if we're using Jesus as this bastion of goodness and kindness and doing great for the world, if people can hurt Jesus, who, um, if Jesus can be hurt is the better way to put it. If Jesus can be hurt, who was this um, embodiment of purity and the son of God and kindness and innocence, right? What makes you think that you also can't be hurt? Now, there are many reasons that I don't necessarily agree with that manner or that line of reasoning, but 
I get where Jamie Foxx was coming from. He's referring to something very, very specific. And then he goes on to then be very clear that he's talking about a specific subject by then hashtagging. Because we know that hashtagging provides specificity. So even after we've used plurality, he's now therefore using specificity because he knows that it will be shared on a um, on a platform that goes out to many people. So then he's hashtagged fake friends and fake love or whatever he's put. So uh, while I understand or while I, you know, yeah, I understand and I empathize with um, the plight of the Jewish community because I know that that, that phrase that is very, very triggering in isolation when we contextualize where, who he is, the community he's from, um, that he is from, and the way that his community, his culture, how language is used, and also the fact that he then went to specify by using hashtags, I just think that somewhere along the line, things got muddled up. And we just need to take a breath. Just need to take a breath. And I, if if there's a way that I can explain that more clearly, if you feel like I've missed something out, do let me know. Because what I don't want to do is cause any offense. But I do understand what he was trying to say, as many people have explained, that we speak in a particular way. And I've done it numerous times on this podcast where I've gotten you lot, you lot, you lot. You lot, when I'm doing it right now, you lot know that I'm not speaking to you specifically. When I say, ah, fuck all of you lot, you know that I'm not actually saying to you, the listeners of the podcast, like, fuck all of you lot, because that would be fucking ridiculous if I'm being rude to the people that are clearly supporting me. But you understand that I'm talking beyond us, that I'm talking about another group of people that I've referred to as you lot. I really hope that makes sense because I really wanted to get on here and break it down and also to say, man, Jennifer Aniston, like, see, if you had more of your work dinners by the lake with black people are actually invited to your little, um, is it, can I call it a cookout? Um, your little, I don't know, uh, order out, whatever the case may be, your little whatever, you would know that in terms of ebonics and syntax, we have different ways of speaking. So don't be a waste girl. And to not even, I, t- I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you've done, but I really hope that you've reached out to Jamie to be like, rah, oops, my bad, miscommunication. And I hope that you didn't cry when you were doing that because you definitely weren't the one that received the level of backlash that he did. So I always want to tread carefully and empathetically, um, knowing that I don't have access or don't have um, an, a very intimate understanding of various other people's cultures and religions and things like that. But I hope that from the perspective of somebody who's black, that's very, very interested in language and how we use it, that it makes sense what I'm trying to say, where multiple things can be true at once. Again, I reiterate that in isolation, that can look very wild, that, um, that post. But contextualizing it within what Jamie Foxx was trying to say, come on. Like, let's, let's just gather ourselves. Yeah. Let's just act accordingly. Let's all start thinking about this. And that's coming from somebody with transparency that's spoken out of turn in the past. So I, of all people know and have learned that there are certain things that watch how you say it. That's all I'm saying. So I hope it helps. But Jennifer, I'm never praising the morning show again. You raggedy, you raggedy, raggedy. Um, 
So that's that. Um, well, let's move on to speaking about, I guess, what we're here to talk about, which is the Montgomery brawl. The Montgomery brawl that gave us black women. <laughs> wow. Things went down. I'm just going to bring that up because, um, Mont, if I can spell it, I want to uh, share some bits with you. So for those um, who don't know, this the Montgomery Riverfront uh, brawl happened on Saturday, 5th of August. It's funny because the area that it happened in, literally earlier on that day, they had a, a parade. Black people had a parade for the ancestors. And you know what? The ancestors showed up and showed the fuck out. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, There was an astrologer that I was um, catching a brief glimpse of who actually used astrology to show us the star. I think it's the fixed star of the ancestors. It starts with an R, but it's gone out of my head. And he said, but look at the, um, look at the aspects that it was making that day. So they definitely came, came on out and said, let's gather the people together. Um, Let's see. What does it say here? Um, Oh, go away. Go away. Of course, the Guardian's take on that would be what it was. Like, shut up, girl, shut up. Um, Let's see. Uh, What was it? In his written deposition to Montgomery police filed hours after he was attacked at the city's riverfront last weekend, dock worker Damien Pickett said he hung on for dear life as he was pummeled. Oh, no. Oh, so sorry. Sorry. I was so rude. I was so rude to the Guardian because sometimes they post things and I'm just like, girl, what? What? But we'll go back to that. You actually had a good one. I prefer to read from them. An Alabama boat co-captain was hanging on for dear life as men punched and tackled him on the riverfront of the state's capital city. He told police after video of the brawl circulated widely online. Damien Pickett, a crew member of the Harriet the Second, Harriet Second in Montgomery, described the brawl in a handwritten statement to authorities included in court documents, saying he was attacked after moving a pontoon boat a few feet so the city-owned rib, um, riverboat could dock. Four white boaters have been charged with misdemeanor assault in the attack against Pickett, who is black, as well as a teen deckhand who was punched and is white. The deckhand's mother heard a racial slur before Pickett was hit, she wrote in a statement. I'm glad I heard it too. And I was in um, Peckham at the time, but I also heard the racial slur too. Thank you. It was said. A fifth person, a black man who appeared to be hitting people with... (laughs) And a black man who appeared to be hitting people with a folding chair during the subsequent fight has been charged with disorderly conduct, police announced on Friday. I'm glad that's all it is, but I hope it doesn't go any further than that. Video of the melee sparked scores of memes and video reenactments, but the footage also prompted commentary in some quarters about how the fight vividly illustrated the racial tension and divide across the US. Pickett told police that the captain had asked the group on a pontoon boat at least five or six times to move from the riverboat's de- uh, designated docking space, but they responded by giving us the finger and packing up to leave. Pickett and another deckhand eventually took a vessel to shore and moved the pontoon boat three steps to the right, he wrote. He said two people ran rushing back, including one cursing and threatening to beat him for touching the boat. Pickett wrote that one of the men shouted that it was public dock space, but Pickett told them it was the city's designated space for the riverboat. He said he told them he was just doing my job. 
Um, Pickett said he was punched in the face and hit from behind. I went to the ground. I think I bit one of, I think I bit one of them. Well done. All I can hear, I'm going to kill you and beat you, he wrote. He couldn't tell how long it lasted and grabbed one of them and just held on for dear life, Pickett wrote. After the fight was over, Pickett said he apologized to the riverboat customers for the inconveniences as he helped them get off the boat. So he still went back to work. After he's been taking licks to his head top, he still went back to work to do customer service. Huh. The deckhand had gone um, with Pickett to move the pontoon boat. Um, his mother, who also who was also on the Harriet, said in a statement to police that her son tried to pull the men off picket and was punched to the chest. Darren Hendley, an attorney listed in court records for two of the people charged, declined to comment. It was not immediately clear if the others had uh, an attorney to speak on their behalf. The Montgomery mayor, Stephen Reed, said on Friday that the investigation is ongoing. Police said they consulted with the FBI and determined that um, determined what happened on the riverfront did not qualify as a hate crime. Reed, the city's first black mayor, said he will trust the investigative process, but said his perspective as a black man in Montgomery differs from my perspective as a mayor. But this is the issue. Why can't the two be one? Because from what you've said there, you're telling me that you, nah, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. Because as a black man, you know that what they did was wrong. So as a mayor who is a black man, you must also know that it's wrong. Otherwise, why did you take the post if you're then going to be in conflict about what to do and what is right and what is wrong? Um, from what we've seen from the history of our city, a place tied to both the pain and the progress of this nation, it seems to meet the moral definition of a crime fueled by hate. And this kind of violence cannot go unchecked, said Reed. Oh, I see what he's trying to say there. Referring in part to Montgomery's, uh, Montgomery's being the site of a bus boycott, which was a pivotal moment in the U.S. civil rights movement in the 1950s and 1960s. It, was a, it is a threat to the durability of our democracy, and we are grateful to our law enforcement professionals, partner organizations, and the greater community for helping us ensure justice will prevail. Now, you've heard it, but I hope you've seen the videos because the videos were incredible. This 16-year-old boy, he swam, like he jumped in that water fully clothed with work boots on, swam over and just jumped onto the dock and started swinging at them white guys because the very real nature of this is that all of them white guys that jumped on that black man that was just trying to do his job, they would have killed him. They like Montgomery, Alabama, like them men are killing black people all the time. Lynching. I, I feel like they're even one of them sundown towns or whatever the hell. Like you're not trying to like just roll through there or certain areas of there on your ones as a black person. They would have killed the guy and it would just been another viral video clip of another black person being killed. That's just randomly going to show up on our timelines out of nowhere when we're minding our business. And for instance, reading, I don't know, random tweets about Love Island. Here's another black man that's being killed, by the way. Oh, you're looking at cute uh, videos of kittens. Oh, here's another black person that's been killed, by the way. It's relentless. It's so triggering. Uh, triggering is so triggering. It's horrible. So I welcome the fact that the black people they just arrived like avengers like vroom 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 jumped out of nowhere and started swinging but there was one guy like it says in the article that found a white folding chair baby and he got to work he got to work because anything can go on anything like all like all bets are off at this point, all bets are off because if you as a white woman want to be there while your white men are beating on black people and then you think that you won't catch that work too, 
<laughs> you got it twisted. But me, I personally don't like to speak out of turn. So you know that I love an interview and I've actually asked um, somebody to be here today to speak as a member of that community. Um, hold on. I'm just getting them into the shop. Here we go. Um, thank you for joining me today. Um, Black Folding Chair. Do you have another name? Black Folding Chair? Well, uh, my friends call me uh, Greg. So you can call me Greg. Thank you, Greg, for joining me today. Now, I understand, as um, the viewers can also see, that you are, in fact, um, let me just sit you more comfortably here. Yeah, thank you, Greg. You are, in fact, a black folding chair. So you weren't actually involved in what happened in Montgomery, Alabama. Nor will I wasn't involved. But um, my friend Billy Bob, now, Billy Bob was the one that was actually on... Uh, he was the white folding chair. He was actually the chair that um met that that little lady's head. Yeah, that was him. Okay, so um, well, how do you feel about that? Like, how does Billy Bob feel about the fact that as a white folding chair, he was complicit in um boinking the head of a, a white person? Now the thing is, uh, Billy Bob, he 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 told me that he uh he had been reading uh, a book by one Rennie Edo Lodge. I think it's called um Why I Am No Longer Speaking to White People About Race. Now Billy Bob said he read that and he thought, what is a little bit of white on white crime? What is a little bit of white on white crime when we think about white on the rest of humanity crime that has taken place for centuries? So Billy Bob was, he was happy. He was happy to have been used in such a way as to, um, show the rest of the white pigmented community. Now, whether you be a folding chair or whether you be a white skinned human, those who are of white pigmentation, they need to come together to support the black community from the depravity of the rest of the white-skinned people and thus to address white supremacy. Thank you so much, Greg. I really appreciate you coming through as a member of the Folding Chair community to share with us um, the effects that this has had on, I guess, the Folding Chair community as a whole, because how are you all taking it? Because I guess there's a lot more focus on you now, because prior to that, I guess the um, weapons, if you want to call it that, um, that have been synonymized with black people, you know, guns, knives, that sort of thing. But it seems that you now, I guess, will be joining that. So if we see sort of like a black person with a folding chair, I think that certain people, certain dem demographics might sort of, um, you know, guard or gird their loins, as it were. So what do you think uh, in that regard? Well, um, now the thing about us in the folding chair community is that, um, we like to keep ourselves to ourselves, hence why we fold into one. We, we don't like to take too much space. We are just here to serve humanity. Like you can sit on us whenever you want. You can call it a fetish if you like. <laughs> I do crack myself up sometimes, but that's a joke that goes right across the folding chair community. Um, but what I am trying to say is that, um, 
we like to keep ourselves to ourselves. So we don't really intend on being used across the diaspora to attack anybody. But I do remember a kind lady from your side of the pond. Uh, she made a video that I did happen to see when somebody was sat on me. Okay. And she said in that video, I believe in your British accent. She said something like, Cheshire get banged. She said, Cheshire get banged. And I thought, well, howdy do. <laughs> Okay then. And that's really the truth. If you want to chat shit, if you if you want to fuck around, you're going to find out. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you're allowed to swear. Don't worry, Billy Bob. No, sorry. Not Billy Bob. Greg. Sorry. Not all folding chairs look alike. I'm really sorry about that. My faux pas as an interviewer. But thank you so much, Greg, for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. And my love goes out to the rest of your community and just let them know and let Billy Bob know, especially I said, thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. <clears throat> First-hand account from the Folding Chair community about what went down. And um, I hope that it was beneficial to you as... Um... <laughs> wow. Wow. Now I see... Now, I guess like I'm slowly seeing why people might be like, you know, Kalechi, I think she's a bit... <laughs> but... <laughs> How else am I going to be able to do a solo pod, a solo podcast if not, you know, a little bit unhinged? Um, but talking about black folding chairs and black people, Sadiq Khan has uh, announced um, a new initiative, a new event that's called Black on the Square. Now, I just want to have a loving heart to heart, a gentle heart to heart with the person who came up with that title. But okay, I just wonder, like, how many black people are in? Or like work and ha- are, are able to be vocal within the mayor's office Because I know that you lot talk about being scared of me But baby, the things I could do for you <laughs> The ways in which I would help you Because I don't know sometimes with the titles that some of you be coming up with But it's fine Because when I am mayor of London Things will be different, you know So that's fine I would make such a cute mayor Or is it mayoress? I don't give a damn I would make such a cute mayor of London I would because Some of these people that like to chat bad to Sadiq Khan Like you don't live in a fucking You don't fucking live in London Like why are you getting involved in our things? Why are you talking all of the way From wherever you are In the shires About what's going on in London? Because the the anti or the 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 xenophobia is so rife within you that you're any person of color you're just chatting about them anyhow you have no business what's happening in London so face your front and address your people them in your area. But I, I all I was going to say is that I'll make such a cute mayor of London because anybody tried to chat bad to me, <laughs> I'm like bitch you don't even go here shut the fuck up like. What I'm doing is for the betterment of us all Like move around, move around Um, So it's interesting to me that this initiative called Black on uh, Black on the Square It's meant to be like a um, an event to celebrate I think the first um, date of it or the first iteration of it The inaugural uh, event will be on the 2nd of September um, oh, so our baby girl just sent me something I'll read that later um, Where is it here? He says something about Where is it? Black on the Square is coming to Trafalgar Square on Saturday, 2nd of September. London's black communities are a vital part of the rich fabric of our city. I'm proud that this brand new free event will showcase and champion the sheer breadth of the capital's black creative talent. Okay. 
Now, you already know that the comments are going off Going off Why is it about black people? What if we had an event um, celebrating whiteness? You have those events all the time But in recent memory, the main one that you just had was the coronation So what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? You just like to talk too much and somebody's written, this event will attract trouble. Yeah, not trouble from black people though. Trouble trouble from people that want to um, disrupt this event going forward. Um, somebody else here wrote, you're proud of all the crime they commit. But the crime that your mother committed was not just do, just swallowing. Just swallowing is the crime that she committed. If she had just swallowed, we would not be dealing with you in the comments. Um there's somebody else said to him, you're nothing more than a race beta succeeding in turning London into a crime ridden cesspit annex of Pakistan. Wow. Like I'm all for like, I know privacy laws and all of these things, but there is a part of me. I feel like there's a little bit of a dictator in me, you know, because I, before I said that, um, I have Mars and Capricorn the same as, um, what's his name? Putin. I don't. Chronologically that makes no sense So ignore when I've said that But I know that I've got a bit of a dictator in me Because if And I've just talked about being mayor of London But if I had significant power Some of these people that are writing these things I want to see your face I want to see your face and I want to see your name Because you can't continue to just write fuckery online Like this and get away with it I don't know how some of these people deal with it Because I would have just written after everything I'd have an, I would have my own bot called the suck your mum bot yeah, the SYM bot, the smot, the smot, the simot, suck your mum bot. Any nonsense that you write to me, it'll just say to you, suck your mother, fam. Suck your mother, dog. Suck your mother, my G. Like it'll just all that's all it will say back to you. Nonsense. Somebody else wrote, White on the Square is coming to Trafalgar Square on Saturday, 2nd of September. London's white communities are a vital part of the rich fabric of our cities. I'm proud that this brand new free event will showcase and champion the sheer breadth of the capital's white creative talent. But we have that all of the time. And when it's white on the square to follow and then somebody's put a very um, horrible picture or cartoon of black people or of a black person there. Uh, you knew that it was just going to invite nonsense But Black on the Square is not really the name I would have chosen um, For me, and again, when I was talking about language earlier Where were black people sold? When they sold in squares When they sold like in squares, like gathered And then, then um, people bid and they had their auctions Like sometimes get people that have some kind of historical knowledge Before you title these things But that doesn't mean that I don't... Um, um, agree with you on the initiative There just has to be a more holistic way Of dealing or, or naming some of these things And if you weren't so scared of me Like you would actually have Somebody giving you salient information But don't worry I'll just implement them when I am mayor of London That's fine Don't worry about it Don't worry about it Just keep being the butt guy that you are Keep being a butt guy um, and I just think overall, I I don't know. I don't think Sadiq has done um, a terrible job. Um, he's more patient than I would have been with a lot of these motherfuckers. But you know, it is what it is. Um, 
yeah, so I just wanted to let you know that people are moving mad, but also Black on the Square is happening on Saturday, 2nd of September, if you happen to be going. And no, the reason I also brought it up is that you name something in that way, right? Whatever. You wanted to make it clear that it's Black people being celebrated in this way. You wanted to do it outside of Black History Month so it doesn't seem um, gimmicky. I get it. But we also read earlier last week that the police only um, go on to um, order batons and things, um, you know, for extreme violence. They only tend to order these things for black led events. So that comes to mind. Um, I went to watch Grenfell in the words of survivors again at the National Theatre, Dorfman Theatre at the National Theatre. And again, I cried my eyes out. Yep. Because the second time I was picking up on certain things, I, I was like hearing certain things that I didn't quite clock the first time. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is mad. This, this country, everybody that was involved in, in that tragedy under the jail, under the jail, yet people are still out on road, kikiing and ha-haing. Justice for Grenfell forever. Right. I bring that up because in what uh, they talk about the fact that when police showed up to the Grenfell fire, a lot of them showed up in riot gear. You heard that a building was fucking burning and you showed up in riot gear because why? Because of what the connotations that you've taken of the area and of the estate is why you showed up in riot gear. Because if somebody told you that a, a million dollar or million pound, um, apartment block was in flames you're sure as hell not showing up in riot gear and the fact i don't know which ambulance member it was but a member of, um one of the ambulance uh, teams i think she was a driver she rolled down her windows and she shouted to people who were gathered outside the grenfell fire she shouted go home you fucking bitch it's their home that's literally burning they can't go home because the home is on fire dickhead and that's just the apathy that people approach in every facet of the people who were dealing with that fire. Racism was just smattered all over it. Disgusting scenes. So, yeah, um, it was interesting to read that the Met only authorized baton rounds for black led events. Um, this was found out from a uh, freedom of information request. Um it says here, the only move I'm reading, the only events for which Metropolitan Police Chiefs authorized the potential use of baton rounds um, in the past six years were black led gathering uh, gatherings. Documents show the weapons intended to be less to be the weapons intended to be a less lethal alternative to regular firearms have been cleared for use at Notting Hill Carnival since 2017 and the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. But we know that a lot of damage can be done with a baton. We're not dumb. We know that. Um, known as plastic bullets, baton rounds have never been fired during public order incidents on the British mainland, but have been used in Northern Ireland where earlier versions of the weapons led to deaths. Should look at that. The authorization emerged in um, documents released after freedom of information request by Liberty investigates the results of which were shared with the Guardian. Amnesty International said the decision to authorize their use was an example of the institutional racism in the Met, which the force denies. How are you denying something? Like the data is literally there. That's what gets me about the Metropolitan Police and the police at, at large. Like the data will be right there. The, the evidence will be right there. And they'll look at it and they'll be like, wait, so you are telling me that we kill black people at this rate in comparison to white people? We use an excessive amount of force on black people at this rate in comparison to, nah, 
Nah. Really? Really? <laughs> that is so interesting. I wonder what that means. It means you're racist. No, it couldn't mean that. No, it couldn't mean that. Seven times. 14 times. <laughs> Must be a bad day at the office that week. <laughs> Dickheads. A spokesperson for the London mayor, Sadiq Khan, who oversees the Met, said the revelation was very concerning and that he would seek answers from the forces leaders. What? See, see what I'm saying? I just talked about that and now we're back to this, but everything is linked. And I knew my intuition was like, put both of those things together. And this is the reason why I put them together. You're overseeing the Metropolitan Police. Yes. Okay. You can stand at Stephen Lawrence's memorial service and say that the Met is still institutionally racist and you're overseeing them. Like, do you have power or do you not? This is what, this is what I want to know about um, a lot of the posts that people have um, in Britain within government. Do you have power or do you not? Because if you have power, do something. And if you don't, like, motherfucker, like, let us know that. Like, let us know so we don't keep looking to you for any change. And we understand that all of this is just pomp and ceremony, like nothing actually is going to get done. And eventually we are going to have to take matters in our um, into our own hands. Like, let us know. Because what questions are you going to ask them? They're going to do exactly what I just did and be like, ah, oh, that's unfortunate. We only ordered those baton rounds for black people. Hmm. Wonder why we do that. None of you are being honest. None of you are being truthful. And honestly, I guess that that's why you're scared of me because I would ask you these questions to your face and you know that you don't really have the answer. And does it undermine your, does it undermine your position? Maybe a little bit, but if you're serious about a third term as um, London mayor, if you're serious about having a legacy that isn't just like um, superficial, then you're going to have to do something. Because policing is a major problem in London Anyway um, Britain's biggest police force said the baton rounds were authorised for use at Notting Hill Carnival And the Black Lives Matter protests because of the heightened fears of disorder Where do those fears come from? What are those fears rooted in? Tell me about it Liberty Investigates submitted a request asking the Met whether police chiefs had approved the potential use of baton rounds, which are officially called um, attenuating energy projectiles, AEP, before events from 2013 to the present. The Met said it had only it only held data from 2017 and added AEP have been made available as a tactical option by the Assistant Commissioner of the uh, of Met operations for each Notting Hill Carnival. It was also made available in 2020 for the Black Lives Matter protests. And I know that again, they're lying. Like, how are you as a police force always losing information? How can you be trusted when you don't have any data beyond or prior to 2017? Is it because that if we were to look at all of the data prior to 2017, we would see that yet again, this is very specific that you are ordering these rounds specifically for black people or black led events. Let me not talk too much, Char, because if I get into my feelings about this, we're not going to, we're not going to leave here today. Anyway, Jamie Oliver is opening another restaurant after all of the other ones closed. Give it a rest. Give it a rest. That's all I want to say. Give it a rest. So I've just made this amazing. I've just made this. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Smell that. Oh, yeah. No, leave it. Leave it. Stop it. Stop it. And I was reading something interesting about him paying himself five million pounds before all his restaurants had to close down. But the staff that worked in those restaurants were left with pretty much nothing fired on the spot and got nothing, but he conveniently managed to give himself five million pounds beforehand. Interessante. Anyway, 
So many things have been happening So many corruptions So many things But we can't leave today Without talking about Itchy Azealia Or Itchy Australia As I like to know her I'm a runaway slave master Idiot So for those who don't know Iggy uh, purports herself to be a rapper Iggy Azealia A white woman Yes um, cosplayed as she likes to cosplay um, using a black scent when she's from Australia. So I don't know where she found that accent that she uses. She's been doing this for the longest time. It was leaked um, last week that uh, Tory Lanes notes so, uh, that she had written a letter of um, support for Tory Lanes ahead of his sentencing, and that's usually done in the hopes that uh, the sentencing will be reduced. So. For those who don't know or you're new here Tory Lanez shot Megan the Stallion And a bullet went in her foot And she wasn't going to say anything about this That this happened um, But then he then took it upon himself to pay blogs To attack her um, and to bully her Kind of an onslaught of misinformation In order to um, undermine her This was before she even spoke About the fact that he had shot um, her Right but Iggy, that wants to perform black womanhood, went to support Tory Lanez. And I and I really want to just take a moment there before I go into the meat of this whole thing. That as much as earlier, I just said, white women, well done, well done, well done. There is a type of white woman who dates black men, but absolutely hates black women. And the kind of black men you end up choosing are also black men that hate black women. But then you end up having children, right? With the these uh, this black man, and then maybe twenty twenty happens. You have so he has certain epiphanies, or you start realizing that your children are experiencing racism that you don't have to face as a white woman, and you're like, oh, 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 what's all this then? What's that? What's all this then? Don't know what to do with yourself. Um, but you raise them in a way so that these children who have a black parent and a white parent go on to also specifically not like black women. Take a moment with that. Because a moment really does need to be taken I'm noticing And this is not just I'm not trying to come for anybody That there are certain biracial people That when they have white mothers Black fathers When things happen to black women They show such a disgusting lack of empathy It tells me something about the homes that they grew up in that's all I'm going to say about that That's all Again, not all Before you start, not all It can go both ways Of course, of course, of course Sure, sure Not denying that either But I'm just saying what I've been seeing Is the thing So Itchy Australia um, It got leaked that she Oh, I should have said about Share Your Magnificence. I should have mentioned Enish Restaurant, mm-hmm. um, started by um, a Nigerian couple. Um, Enish are a range of restaurants that you find all around London. I think they've even got one in Dubai. Um, they are, I guess, the most successful Nigerian restaurant chain now. It says here, it's now the world's largest African restaurant chain worth over £10 million with 11 locations spread across London and Dubai. Um, Enish, the Nigerian restaurant founded by married couple Eniola and Adeshola Meduquin um, um, in 2013 So it's a mixture of their names, cute I made a joke and I was just like, Walter White and Skylar, this is what you lot should have been If Skylar wasn't such a waste girl 
and obviously it wasn't meth. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't want Walter White to succeed, but again, you know, I have a sort of soft spot for villains. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I'm not saying that they're selling drugs either. I, it was just a joke that came in my head, and ignore me. Anyway, let's get to um, Itchy Australia. Um, somebody wrote, I'm trying to find an issue with this. What is the big deal with Iggy showing support to her friend? Anyone who followed the case would know there was inconclusiveness and lies throughout the whole thing. Even Megan tried to protect Tori. So what is the big deal? Megan was trying to protect Tori from a different place to what Iggy is trying to protect Tori. Like be fucking for real. Um, so what is the big deal with um, Iggy comforting her friend with a private letter um, Megan stated there were over 70 plus letters sent Yet the only name drops um, Yet she only name drops Iggy Weird Iggy sending a letter doesn't mean she condones what Tori allegedly did No, it's not alleged anymore He's been convicted of it like behave um, It is simply her being there for her friend Many of you would do the same No If I heard that my friend shot a woman in the foot I, Or shot a woman I'm not absolutely not going to be writing a letter to how to have his sentencing reduced and then using, and this is a thing as well that I find really dangerous. There are certain white people, I'm not even going to um, ho- um, hone in on white women here, but I'm lying. I am going to hone in on white women here. During 2020, across the board, white women have been learning language. They've been learning certain languages because they've been mining black communities and black women's conversations for this language to use it so they can present themselves as as safe spaces for black men. Black men, these type of black men that would want you don't need much convincing anyway, but you still want to do the most. So now um, Iggy is trying to come from this vibe of like, no, the only reason I said that is because we need to reform prisons. And what good does it serve him going to prison when we know the way that black men are treated when they're incarcerated? Girl, fuck off. Of course, that is an actual um, conversation to be had. How you're using the conversation is dangerous because you're weaponizing that conversation against a black woman specifically. And I truly believe that the way, the the reason that Iggy behaves that way is because Megan is the kind of black woman that she's been trying to perform. The kind of caricature that she's made herself to be is based off a woman like Megan the Stallion who is actually ch- uh, talented, who's got the body that she needed to go and pay for, who's got the moves that she could never execute in her lifetime, who's got the bars, who's got the flow, who's got the lyrics like that she could never dream to have in this lifetime. So of course she's absolutely going to support somebody who essentially could have killed Megan the Stallion. Yucky. Nasty. Learning revolutionary language, but you're not a revolutionary person. Shut the fuck up. Very basic understanding of everything But you say those things And that's enough for this kind of guy to be like Oh, she knows some things And she's down with a nigga So um, she's not really down with you She's not She just wants proximity to black masculinity That's absolutely it Yuck And it's funny because my instincts never lie So when they initially posted on August the 7th That Iggy Azalea wrote a letter of support For Tory Lanez ahead of his sentencing For shooting Megan the Stallion Um People were like, oh, she said that she didn't even write that, that she didn't do that. I knew not to delete my tweet. I was like, Iggy, itchy Australia. She absolutely did that shit. And I love that then Megan was able to release what um, Iggy had actually written to the judge, which I thought was very, very interesting fan fiction. She's blocked me now, itchy Australia. That's fine. You can blog me. It's all good. Um, I said what I needed to say. 
Um, Tory spoke for several minutes. This is what uh, Megan Conniff said, who was reporting on the case. Um, Tory spoke for several minutes. He said he still cares about Megan. He called her someone I still care for dearly to this day, regardless of what she may think of him. He said the victim is my friend. He talked about bonding with her over the loss of their mothers. So now you admit that she's a victim. So who's the perpetrator? That would be you. But all this time you made people believe that she was the problem. He wrote, we, oh, he said, we both lost our mothers. We would sit there and drink and drink until we got numb. Um, he said of Megan the Stallion About the shooting he said I said some very immature things That I shouldn't have said I revealed some secrets I shouldn't have revealed um, He's just he's just a disgusting person Tanabi. And this is the thing You lot are writing sentencing letters For his sentencing or whatever to be reduced And he's basically admitting that he did everything And he tormented her online Like so you look ridiculous um, But yeah just I don't even know if I can be bothered to go into what she wrote. Somebody here wrote, when a black man is punished for harming a white woman, men will tell him he should have stuck with black women because they can get away with harming us. So seeing R. Kelly and Tory Lanez get punished for harming black women has shaken the misogynistic Negro foundation right now. And I absolutely believe that to be true because at the end of the day, with white women, they're not going to be told when they're with a black man, oh, be a good woman, be a good woman and endure. But black women, when they are experiencing violence from um, you know, from a man, specifically a black man in a relationship, it'll be the church will be telling you, oh, but you know, you just pray these things away, you keep going, you keep going. So if we're gonna talk about black love, we have to talk about all of it. All of it. And what isn't love? Because black love is revolutionary, yes. But what isn't love also needs to be addressed because it's been purported or it's been um it's been misrepresented as love, and that's not fair. Um <laughs> Let's see um, what she wrote, Iggy. It says here, Dear Honourable Judge Helmford, or what's his name? Let me try and... Hereford, sorry. I'm writing to you in regards to a case on in your court, the people of the state of California plaintiff versus Daystar Peterson. That's Toy Lane's real name, sounding like Lucifer. My name is Iggy Azealia, and I've been a successful music... <laughs> Oh, from the first line, she was lying. My name is Iggy Azalea and I've been a a successful musician for the last decade. I've sold over 65 million records throughout my career, had number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 and broken records previously held by the Beatles. Girl. Oh. My music has been nominated for six Grammys and I have a multitude of other musical awards. Throughout my career, I've toured with some of the biggest acts in music from Beyonce to Pitbull. That is a wide disparity. I've also collaborated with everyone from Britney Spears to Jennifer Lopez. In short, like yourself, I'm great at what I do and I'm well respected by my peers. Are the peers in the room with us right now, the peers that respect you, are they with us right now? The successful career of the last decade Is that also in the room with us right now? Girl. She basically goes on to say that um, she believes that he shouldn't be sentenced in this way. Um, What did she say? Um, No, that was it. She first came online to lie. 
she said when that post went up, when that article went up that she wrote to um to the judge in support of um Tory Lanes, she came online and she wrote, For the record, I have not been in touch with Tory for months. I have no reason to be, but I do wish him well. I don't support anyone. The whole thing is full of oddities. My letter never mentioned anything in regard to what happened that night. You're a fucking liar. I don't support anyone. It's not cute when a black woman has been shot. That doesn't, you think it sounds cute. This all lives matter. This I'm going to sit on the fence. This like, oh, there are fine people on both sides. Stupid ass bitch. Like it doesn't sound cute. I was told this was a um, for a judge only, yet it's being discussed in public. I never intended to publicly comment. So you thought that in the dark of the night, in the still of the night, you could write and do something that would um, cause Megan the Stallion more harm. Fuck you. I'm not in support of throwing away anyone's life if we can give reasonable punishments that are, are rehabilitative instead. I support prison reform, period. Shut up. I was asked to write about my genuine experience and the type of punishment I think he deserves. I did. It's not really that interesting, but I understand why it's been sensationalized. See you next week to discuss pizza toppings, I suppose. And that is my issue with Itchy Australia, that she kept trying to minimize um, this very, very wild act of violence on Tory Lanez's part. Like, if it was a white woman, if it was you that he harmed in that way, would you be talking about our oh, next week? Let's just talk about pizza toppings. You absolutely wouldn't. And as somebody that's actually spoken about, from what I understand, being um, being uh, experiencing abuse before in a relationship, why would you? Why would this be where we find you? Of course, I understand about how we internalize some of these things, but it just feels particularly hateful, and I do feel like misogynoir is right there at the core of it. But imagine writing all of that, not realizing that actually the letter that you wrote would be shared verbatim. So um, Megan obtained a copy of Azealia's letter and um, in it, she said, I've remained in close contact with him during incarceration and I'm confident he has already gained positive insight in regard, in regard to his experience. She spoke with Lane's, she said she spoke with Lane's last week, which was uh, in, uh, based on the February 22nd date on the letter, which would be the week of February 12th through to February 18th. Um, Lane's told me he's glad God put him in jail. Well, he might as well stay there then. He said, this is an opportunity to humble himself and soften his heart. Ironic to hear one of the kindest people I know strive to become even kinder. You stupid bitch, he shot somebody. And then not only did he shoot her, he then orchestrated an onslaught of abuse against her online. You are a very nasty girl. Um, she continued, I'm not shocked. It's who he is. Watering and shining light on others until something beautiful grows. You raggedy cow. Using Lane's legal name, Azealia wrote, Daystar Peterson is not the pest you've heard about. He's a gardener. He helps others bloom. And this is why your career is where your career has been. Because you really tried to come with them bars and you lied. You lied. And so shall you be planted into the soil of those lies and you shall never bloom in the name of the most high, you raggedy cunt. Should Lanes not be deported to his native Canada after he serves his sentence, Azealia told the judge, I would employ him without hesitation as an executive producer on my next album. In fact, I already hired him for the job prior to his conviction. I guarantee 
to you. He has significant income and work waiting for him upon release. If you would kindly consider a sentence that does not require deportation. Um, she called Lane's far from your average entitled rap star lies because he actually hit um, August Alcina and that he's been helping me from the moment I met him in a recording studio in 2018. And this is what some of these white women fail to understand. And not just white women, certain women across the board, just because the tiger has not bitten you does not mean that the tiger does not bite. All right. Let's be clear on that. Oh, well, the tiger's never gone tiger on me, but he's gone tiger on other people. Azealia says she understands Lanes to be genuinely passionate about helping others. He will go out of his way to help someone he sees even a glimmer of greatness inside. Although he's an incredible songwriter, it's my belief that his true gift, she wrote, is seeing what could be and becoming the driving force to make it happen. You really wrote some fan fiction here. I'm not even going to bother reading all the rest that she, that you've put here. You're a nasty girl. But as she said, um, wait, she said here, Azealia said to the music business, said the music business is not designed to empower artists, especially not women. You learn to expect misogyny at every turn, no matter how much you've personally achieved, Azealia said. Sadly, I've spent my entire career career battling sexism and bad behavior behind the curtains. All right. So you've said that. Now imagine sexism and racism in one and what Megan would have been battling and other black women artists like her, what they would, would have been battling behind the curtains. But you came to the front of the curtains to come and talk some bullshit about a motherfucker that's been causing the violence behind the curtains. Do you see where we're going here? You raggedy cunt. Bitch. It's so nasty. It's such nasty behavior. And again, what is this another person that would have a biracial child? This is what I'm saying about what you go on to do to black women, black women specifically, like you want us dead. Like this can't be okay. This is wild. Like to just trivialize the whole thing Like no he's a great person judge No seriously no really And then I heard that Steph That that one that likes to dress like a masquerade From, from Ajay Gunle she, she also wrote a letter Mario About you should let me love you You also went and wrote for Tori as well You will never love me again You will never The 70 people 70 artists you all gathered Like this is what you chose to do all of you 70 or 70 plus, all of you, I cast and bind your careers imminently, immediately. That's it for all of you. You're done out. Disgusting. And even if it doesn't look immediately like you're done out, you will eventually be done out because that's nasty behavior. Don't pretend like you don't know what the problem is. Ridiculous. Oh, but basically that's already taken me into straw of the week, AKA suck your mom. Cause I really had to deal with that one, but we might as well go into um, straw of the week I wanted to send out A special straw of the week To um, What's her name That hawk faced cow Suella Suella Braverman Under pressure To scrap refugee barge uh, plan, plan After Legionella Found Um Suella Braverman is under pressure to abandon plans to house asylum seekers on a barge after 39 people had to be removed from the vessel after the discovery of potentially deadly bacteria in the water system. Ministers said they were concerned contractors knew there were traces of Legionella bacteria on the Bibby Stockholm on Monday when the first asylum seekers boarded the vessel in Portland, Dorset. 
Officials have insisted the Home Office was not told about the detection until Wednesday when further tests were ordered. So far, none of the people on the barge have tested positive for the disease, but it can take up to 16 days for symptoms to emerge. So we have been battling the throes of um, COVID. But now, because of the xenophobia that you lot are allowing, see how I use you lot again? You lot are allowing Suella and other brown skin puppets of white supremacy to uh, perpetrate. It means that now we're going to be dealing with Legionella. Wow. Wow. And it's funny because the I was reading about the people that were given the contracts to even build this barge. Again, people giving contracts to their friends. There was no bidding done. There was no bidding. Not that I would... Well, not that I would even have wanted any bidding to be done Because this construction, this um, monstrosity should not exist anyway But what I'm saying is that even in their nonsense and their fuckery that they're doing They still didn't exercise due diligence They're just using the money however they feel like they want to use it Home office sources said tests for Legionella were carried out on the 25th of July Lower level, lower level traces were identified on Monday As the first asylum seekers were taken onto the barge it is understood a contractor, Landry and King, was told about the concerns. The Home Office first learned about the early traces on Wednesday, resulting in further tests on Thursday, sources said. The Home Office still sent another six people onto the barge on Thursday, sources confirmed. But after taking advice from the UK's health security agency, these people were taken off that, taken off that evening and everyone else was removed on the Friday. People can get lung infections such as Legionnaire's disease or Pontiac fever if they breathe in small droplets of water in the air that contain the bacteria. Um, Carolyn Parks, the mayor of Portland, see what I said? You can be a mayor and mind your own business in your own area. Um, said she was astounded that a basic check carried out by council councils every day appeared not to have been done in a timely manner. But of course it's not done because they want these migrants, these people, I hate calling them even migrants, these people, they want them dead. So oopsie, oopsie, Legionella bacteria, oopsie. No, I, I, I stress it every week, but there is so much fuckery that we're allowing to be done in our names. Like we need to wake the fuck up. So Suella, suck your mother, suck your mother dry, you prick. Um, Diane Abbott being attacked online because again, something else happened to the people that were trying to migrate here for safety, and unfortunately they drowned. Um, somebody else, another a, a, a Tory, sorry, a Tory MP. Had said that these immigrants, quote unquote, should um, fuck off to back to where they came from or whatever he said. And in the tweet that Diane Abbott wrote, maybe she should have phrased it slightly differently. I don't know. But then the backlash came to her. But she was basically trying to say, well, see what happened. The disdain that you were treating these people with has now meant that these people have drowned, is what she was trying to say. But people were like, oh, well, look how she wrote. Like, why are you all being deliberately obtuse? Like, you don't know what's being said. Why are you doing that? The former shadow Home Secretary uh, deleted the tweet over migrant deaths um, after just over an hour. A conservative MP has accused her of exploiting a tragedy for political gain. But that um, Tory MP is a fucking idiot. The MP for Hackney North and Stoke Newington, who is currently suspended from the Parliamentary Labour Party, tweeted a link to an article about the deaths earlier um, that day and wrote, these migrants have indeed fucked off to the bottom of the sea. No, she wrote, these migrants have indeed fucked off, full stop, to the bottom of the sea. Um, Ms. Abbott sent the tweet at 3.33pm, 3.33 
I just wanted to point that out And it was deleted just over an hour later I hope it was 444 No, sorry Um, 41 migrants were killed in the shipwreck Off the island of Lampedusa in Italy After a large wave apparently flipped the vessel There were only four survivors The former Shadow Home Secretary's comments came off the back of a conservative deputy chairman of came back off the back of conservative deputy chairman Lee Anderson's controversial remark to um, Express.co.uk when he said that if migrants do not want to be housed on a barge, they should fuck off back to France. Miss Abbott had responded to Mr. Anderson's remark yesterday, well, when at the time that this was, calling them a new low even for the Tories, to which he replied that he had told illegal immigrants to go back to France, not genuine asylum seekers. But how can they be genuine asylum seekers? Because recently, Suella Braverman, she was questioned about, okay, so you're saying that for genuine asylum seekers, that people will be considered if they take illegal routes to the UK. What is the, what is the legal route, Suella? What's the legal route to enter the UK right now? What's the legal route? Well, um, well, if they want to come here, they would just have to use the legal route. You hawk-faced cunt. What is the legal route? There isn't one? Exactly. So you are basically sentencing every person that tries to flee over here to safety. You're sentencing them to death because you've essentially said that if they do not come through a legal route, which you have not provided a single one, they are going to die. Surely in terms of human rights Something is fucked up there Something is absolutely wrong there um, There was a backlash to uh, At um, Diane Abbott um, A Tory MP for Bassett Law Said accused Diane Abbott uh, And the Labour Party of exploiting the tragedy For political gain No that's what you lot are doing That's what you lot are doing You're letting people die because they're not blonde haired, blue eyed. You're letting them die at sea because you want to prove something that Britain is this and Britain is that. Girl, Britain is on its knees. Britain is on its knees. Let people come in. Like, let people come over. Like, what are you doing? You want to, you want to, you are monopolizing on xenophobia in order that you can distract people while you're using their money in very, very fucked up ways to, like, Huh. Years to come I know that British people Are going to be sick Shaking Throwing up When they realise The way that they got played By the Conservative government How their um, Their xenophobia Was weaponized against them In order to extract All of the resources That this country has That I guess Is a um, a result of All the resources That they've extracted From other um, Colonised um, countries They're going to realise That oh We're broke Because we were playing Around with the people that's thought of us as silly brokies. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Leave Diane Abbott alone. Like, just leave Diane Abbott alone. I don't know how she does it because honestly, like I said, it looks like me, I'd be running some kind of dictatorship thing because you lot, you're not going to speak to me like I'm a dickhead. That's all I know. You're just not. And talking of speak, no, did I want to speak about that decapitated baby? Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Um, there's a case currently taking place in America, um, in Georgia, I believe, where um, a woman, when she was giving birth, a junior doctor was um, present and the junior doctor was so forcefully um, trying to um, bring the baby out. The baby was lodged, I think, with by the shoulders. They dis 
located the baby's head, like no, decapitated the baby, like took the head, like oh god, it's so so graphic. It's so so graphic. I don't like. I've said trigger warning, but really, really trigger warning. Um, let me bring this up. But it's the way that the hospital tried to cover it up is what's scary. It says here, a doctor used too much force and decapitated a Georgia woman's baby during delivery, according to a lawsuit attorneys have filed last week, Wednesday. The baby's mother and father, Jessica Ross and Trevon, Trevion Isaiah Taylor Sr., attended a news conference in Atlanta uh, where their attorneys announced the lawsuit against Dr. Tracy St. Julian and Southern Regional Medical so- uh, Center, a hospital in Riverdale, Georgia, uh, where Ross went on July 9th to have her son. Riverdale is about 13 miles, 20 kilometers south of Atlanta. They were so excited about the birth of their first child, said attorney Corey Lynch. Unfortunately, their dreams and hopes turned into a nightmare that was covered up by Southern Regional Medical Center. Calls to St. Julian's office went unanswered and email message was not immediately returned. The um, AP, the Associated Press, were not able to determine whether she had an attorney. Southern Regional said in statements it could not discuss treatment for particular patients due to um, privacy laws, but it denies the allegations against it. Its heartfelt thoughts and prayers were with Ross and Taylor and their care providers, it said. Our commitment is to provide compassionate quality care to every single patient and this loss is heartbreaking. The hospital said it later added that St. Julian was not an employee of the hospital and it had taken appropriate steps in response to this unfortunate situation. So if you know that there was no problem, why did you fire? Why did you fire the doctor if apparently everything is fine why did you fire the doctor because it sounds like you're trying to strategize ahead of your lawsuit where you're like let them take this on by themselves as an individual we don't want that smoke but you're absolutely going to get that smoke because you try to cover it up for them so even if you fire them or not they were a previous employee and you're going to get got a spokeswoman, Kimberly Goldenbrenner or Benner, said the hospital could not elaborate. St. Julian is part of a healthcare group called Premier Women's Obgin, Obstetrics and Gynecology, um, that has two locations and offers circumcisions, infertility treatment, and other services in addition to low and high risk obstetric care. According to its website, St. Julian is a board certified obstetrician and gynecologist who has been practicing in the Atlanta area since January 2005. 2005 and you're decapitating babies? What were you doing when you first started? Them little babies were getting crumpled up. Jesus. According to the suit, the baby got stuck during delivery, but St. Julian delayed a surgical procedure and failed to seek help quickly. Instead, she applied ridiculously excessive force on the baby's head and neck to try to deliver it. Attorney Roderick Edmund, who is also a physician, said... Roughly three hours passed before St. Julian took Ross 20 for a cesarean section. According to the suit, by then a fetal monitor had stopped registering a heartbeat. The cesarean section removed the baby's legs and body, but the head was delivered vaginally, according to Edmund. The couple asked for a C-section earlier when the the baby still could have survived, but they were denied, Edmund said. He said the case highlighted the higher rates of infant and maternal mortality for black women. Ross and Taylor 21 did not speak at Wednesday's news conference. Their attorney also accused Southern Regional staff of trying to cover up the decapitation by discouraging uh, discouraging the couple from getting um, getting an autopsy, encouraging them to have their son cremated and wrapping and propping his body to make it appear the head was still attached. Jesus! The suit alleges gross negligence, fraud and intentional infliction of emotional distress. It seeks unspecified punitive damages. I want the hospital. I want I want the hospital. 
I like liquidate everything. I want everything, everything immediately. God forbid, Jesus. I am so, so sorry. That is horrific. But when this is my issue, when white women decided to jump onto pregnant, then screwed that um, Instagram page, when we were talking about black maternal mortality rates and they were like, why are you being divisive? We all suffer during childbirth. It's life or death for all of us. Motherfucker. While it is true that we are all taking a risk during childbirth, it is absolutely worse for black mothers. Absolutely. The data shows it time and time and time again. So this is why you need to get out of your discomfort and focus on the fucking facts. Everywhere. Oh, well, that's America. What you think that similar isn't happening here. This is how I know them highlights that you're doing in your hair. It's really entering your scalp. It's really entering your skull and entering your amygdala. You're not thinking correctly. You're not all right. You're not okay. You're not okay. Fucking ridiculous. That hospital, I hope you get dealt with. St. Julian, wherever you are, from 2005, you've been practicing. So almost 20 years and you're this fucking useless. They should deal with you. Deal with you well. Deal with you disgusting. Always like, we know best. No, we're going to do it this way. Listen, listen to the person that's giving birth. Listen to them. They know their body. Yes, you have all of your qualifications and you have this experience, but here you go taking babies' heads off. You really said, man, fuck them kids. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, and then last but not least, um, something that I was hinting to earlier I watched the Nigeria, well, England v. Nigeria World Cup match last week. Um, Interesting scenes. Nigeria definitely deserved to win. It was sad that it went to penalties and we just didn't have it like that. But the thing that caught me the most was um, Lauren James stepping, um, stomping rather, on Michelle Alozi's back on her bum when um, they had a little collision. Initially the ref wanted to give her a yellow card She went and watched it back And she was just like actually no red card for your bomberclart Now that image instantly People wanted to start using it as a meme I don't like the optics of a biracial woman Stepping on a dark skinned black woman And people adding little tags like Da 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 I'm not even trying to bring smoke to anybody's door Which is why I'm not saying what the memes actually said But this is why I feel like it's important For many more people to listen to podcasts like mine Because where you think I'm an overthinker You're not thinking enough Where you are like, ah, oh, it's not that deep It's not that deep Why are you making such a big deal of it? Not everything's, not, not everything's about race It's not that deep Yeah, here you are drowning Here you are drowning, baby And all I'm trying to do is help your clots out like, it's not that deep, it's not that deep, yet you are still stumbling everywhere. Go, 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 go. It's not that deep. Look at your head. Use, like, memifying certain images as it pertains to black women, I will never be okay with. Ask yourself and deconstruct, and this is why I'm such a bad man tarot reader, because I can deconstruct an image, I can deconstruct text with the best of them. Right? So I'm looking at that image and I'm thinking, what is this what I want? It basically speaks to colorism anyway within our communities. And it makes me think about Sheree Moraga and this bridge called My Back, that anthology. But it says a lot. 
that image Why would you want to make it into a meme? I don't know Some of you are just weird Some of you are just weird like that See how I use plurality again? Plurality again There you go Some of you are just weird Weird behaviour Anyway, I made a TikTok of my thoughts about this And the fact that I, for one, cannot join you lot To uh, to celebrate England as a team Especially even with um, any Aluko's um, Very wayward um, political views She wasn't lying about the behaviour Of the um, English women's football team And the racism that's prevalent there And notice how since she's literally been ostracised She's not asked to do punditry like that Who is asked to do punditry like that? Somebody who is biracial Who's conventionally attractive Doing her thing And again, I'm not taking away from her talent And her legitimacy in being able to speak on the sport But just look at who is encouraged to come and speak on the sport But again, I'm very careful with when I say that Because sometimes outside of misogynoir Sometimes people are just bad vibes So it's what it is But let me continue, Sha My line of thinking here is that when all of that was said about racism Them lot still went and hugged the coach at the time That guy They still went and hugged him anyway They don't give a damn Look at the makeup of the English football team Like look at the makeup of it Like look at them And you lot are shouting up and down Shouting up and down I can't join you If they win again They win this World Cup Good on them Enjoy Enjoy But it's just never going to be my bag It's never going to be my bag Even when you end up adding black players Maybe I might support the black player But generally speaking It's still not going to be my bag It's very weird And to me How I read body language How I read certain things That team And it's not just them So it's not Why are we being targeted? I'm sure there are other racist teams Just like you I'm just saying what I'm seeing In this particular match And then people memifying it afterwards If you're like And notice I'm just like Look That's happened in a football match It is what it is My issue is Don't start using it as a meme It's rather triggering As a black woman Who is of darker complexion To see that Going around everywhere Because we understand The very real natures Or very real nature Of colorism And racism Within our community We understand I literally mentioned now About black maternal mortality rates We understand who it affects more Right But biracial women Are literally another statistic Within the Embrace report They're not collapsed into The statistics regarding black women There is a reason for that Or women of like um, Singularly African, Caribbean heritage However you want to phrase it They're not collapsed into that And there is a reason for that Because even within the Embrace report You can understand colorism So Knowing about access to healthcare Knowing about access to um, um, housing uh, Education um, So many things Employment And how colorism plays a role Like, don't fucking try it I don't want to see that memeified and flying across everywhere I don't Lo and behold, I start getting all manners of messages or um, comments on TikTok Monkey bitch, da-da-da-da-da, stupid bitch You clearly need this for content That's why you're doing this Because clearly another account has shared my post As is the nature of social media Would you believe it? A black man has shared it Talking about Oh well we share it It's a meme Because it's funny It's funny It's funny what you lot find funny Isn't it It's funny what you lot find funny When it pertains to Black Dark skinned women It's funny what you lot find funny And you don't even sit down To question it You never sit down to ask yourself Why do I feel this way About this thing You never do 
it's just funny and it happens in men's football like the time that this person did this to this oh so you've given me an example of um, a non-black person being racist to a black person but this because it's a man it's okay because women are just perpetuating what they've seen a man do so that makes it all right then so I'm the one in the wrong well, if you don't watch football, you don't play football, you wouldn't know. I play a range of sports and have played football. So it's not the fact that I lack understanding regarding football. It's the fact that white supremacy is very, very evident to me. Racism is very, very evident to me when I'm watching what's going on here. And I don't like it. And I have every right to say that. Just because maybe I'm utilizing more brain cells in just, I don't know, a small fraction of my brain than you all are using collectively, that's not my fucking problem. I immediately said to them, the sports page, remove my video immediately because I didn't give you right to use the right to use my intellectual property. Because what I absolutely won't stand for is when I, yet again, I'm in the right about something and I'm saying something that essentially benefits us all. Because whether you lot think you're going to go and have a child with a light-skinned woman or a white woman or a non-black woman generally, because of your blackness, your child is still going to face an element of racism, thus anti-blackness in our society. And you raggedy prick, you're not equipping them to be able to deal with such because you don't even want to face the reality of the racism that you're having to navigate. And to me, that is just laughable and it's very very tragic all at the same time but what you won't do is come and project your insecurities your fear your unresolved trauma onto me because I actually have the vocabulary and I have the fucking courage to address it head on I'm not the problem you are so you can suck your mother for that and that's all I wanted to say I think that that covers it all Yes, a baby girl did it. What time is it? Ooh, I really talked. I really talked. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Wow. That's a lot. Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I've been Kalechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. You can send your questions, um, your tarot questions, your share your magnificence, your straw of the week, um, any contributions to SYM at KalechiOkafor.com. You can join me on Patreon on patreon.com forward slash KalechiOkafor, um, where you can join the Straw Society tier and all of them things there. Get the book. I told you, get tickets to the live shows, many live shows that I'm doing. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see a little infographic of all of the things that I have coming up, all the appearances that I have coming up that have been announced so far. So you can get involved there. Um, yeah. And I just really hope you take care of yourselves because I said that you lot, uh, you lot, see how I did it again, are going to eat good this week. So I hope you enjoy all of the nutrients, all of the nourishment that I brought in this week's episode. And my little belt, <laughs> a moment for the belt, baby, a moment for the belt. And also, I can't forget, my God, thank you to Greg, the black folding chair for joining us um, and bringing very, very important um, analysis and insight and perspective into or onto the um, Montgomery. Montgomery brawl. Yeah. The Montgomery riverboat brawl. Yes. That's it. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are going sip it. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.